Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you're here with me today. And today I am covering a topic that was requested, which is all about the ego. What is the ego? And what does ego death mean? This is a really common topic in spirituality. People talk all the time about the death of the ego and why we have to go through ego death. But for most of us, we don't even really know what the ego is. So I thought I would start by going through the clinical definition of the ego and then talking about what that means for you and how it's affecting your everyday life. And then also, what does ego death mean and why is that so important for us in spirituality? So first of all, The word ego was first coined by Sigmund Freud, and it comes from the Latin. Ego in Latin means I. Also, when Sigmund Freud referred to it, he really never in his notes said ego. This is what I find interesting. He said das ich, and das ich in German means the I. So basically what it boils down to is ego means I. And what it is, it is the identity that we come to develop at a young age. The ego relates to our feelings, our own feelings about our own importance and our abilities. It's how you identify and what you identify with. It's who you are as a person, whether you identify a certain gender, your beliefs, your morals, all of those things are your ego. As identified by Freud, it is the part of the mind that mediates between the conscious and the subconscious. It's responsible for reality testing and it's responsible for your sense of personal identity. You can kind of think of yourself or think of ego, if you step aside from all of the psychology and all of those definitions, because those can be a bit overwhelming, just think of it as the image that you hold of yourself, which affects everything from how you perceive the world around you to how you perceive others around you. So that's what the ego is. And so when people say your ego is not your friend, The reason that they say that is because our ego is our self-perception, and oftentimes our self-perception is skewed. We think things about ourselves that aren't necessarily true, and it's because of those unconscious limiting beliefs that have been placed on us. An example of this is if you were told in school, like, well, you're just not good at math. You're never good at math because maybe you had a teacher who was frustrated with you, didn't want to take the time to work with you. It doesn't mean that you were bad at math. It might mean that perhaps your brain processed math in a different way. Some people are visual learners. Some people are auditory learners. Perhaps you needed more visual cues with math, whereas someone else could hear the problem and think, okay, that's easy. You needed someone who could adjust to your learning style. Perhaps you didn't have the educator who did that. But you grew up thinking that you were just bad at math and you're always bad at math and you're never going to be good at math because someone told you that. So that is the belief that you held about yourself, which is part of your ego. It was your own perception that I am not good at math. It's the I am statements that we say about ourselves. 
I am this or I am that. It is our perception that we hold of ourselves. The problem is oftentimes those perceptions are not true. You could have had a different math teacher who did not mind asking, answering questions, did not mind working with you, did not mind trying to explain something in a different way. And perhaps you could have flourished and maybe you would have loved it and you would have said, I'm really good at math. Your perception was skewed because of the world around you. And this is why ego death is a really important topic in spirituality. And we say that we have to, we have to go through ego death. And the reason is because I don't consider it ego death. What I think it is, is unlearning. It's more about unlearning learning who we truly are instead of relying on all of the things that shaped us when we were growing up because those things are not always true. They're not always accurate. Parents, while well-meaning, can often say things to us that cause us to form an opinion about ourselves that isn't necessarily true. If your parents get frustrated with you for not cleaning your room, They may have said things like, well, you're just lazy. And maybe your whole life you just thought, well, I'm just lazy. And perhaps that's caused you to procrastinate in your life because you think, well, I'm just lazy anyway. That's just who I am. It's not how, it's not something I can change. But in reality, that is not true at all. Motivation has more to do with it. As a kid, you're not motivated to clean your room because who cares? You're a kid. You don't care about those things. That's not important to you. It doesn't have anything to do with how lazy you are that you procrastinate all the time. But when you get told that all of the time, we tend to take that on as our identity. Oh, this is just who I am. It's how I'm going to be. I'll never be any better than that. And so that is why ego death becomes important. And again, I don't know that it's ego death. I think you always have your ego because it's the part of you who says, I am this and I am that. I think it's more about what I think this is my personal opinion and you can agree or disagree and it's fine. But my personal opinion is not ego death. It's ego transformation because you're still always going to have the I am. You're going to have an identity. We all have it. But it's whether you want to think of it as an identity crisis or what, we come to a place when we go through enlightenment and we're going when we go through a spiritual awakening of trying to figure out what is my identity. I've always seen myself as this way. Now it needs to change. You're still going to have self-identity. But I think a lot of people go through what they call an identity crisis because they're starting to realize that the things that they've always held true about themselves or the world is not the truth anymore. They realize that they've been telling themselves these lies because of either what has been said to them growing up or what they've perceived. And it's like wearing those glasses when you have the fingerprints on them. You cannot see the world clearly when you look through the lens that has already been smudged by all of your life experiences. We have to clean those off and try to gain new perspective. That's part of the process. But everyone always refers to that as ego death. And Ego death is the realization that you're not really the things you've identified with. That's what, when someone's talking about ego death, that's what they're talking about. And again, I would, I would refer to it more as ego transformation. But 
The things you've created in your mind are fabrications. Sometimes that can cause you to feel profound feelings of peace because you realize that, oh, all of these negative things I've said about myself are not true. But in other times, you might resist this and the experience can be kind of scary and you may feel a sense of detachment or disassociation because you think everything that I've known my whole life is not the truth. So what is the truth? And that leads you to a sense of trying to always find what is, which can lead to depression, anxiety, and fear. The more in touch you are with spirituality, though, the easier this awakening becomes. But ego deaths are not just a casual occurrence. They can flip your life completely upside down. Because again, this is this sense of self, and you might have known strongly and believe strongly that this is who I am and now all of a sudden this is not who I am so who am I it can cause great confusion and it can change the course of your life completely when you go through this transformation it causes you to release things that you've always identified with to reveal only your true spirit who you truly are and you it's The process of going through this is to help you learn how to live from a place of pure love. But if you've come from a place of judgment and negativity, it's going to be really hard and it's probably uncomfortable for you to go through this. Ego death happens in a couple of different ways. Sometimes triggers for this are meditations, out-of-body experiences, if you've ever done psychedelics, that can be a thing. Spiritual awakenings also cause people to go through ego death. There's usually something that triggers that awakening, but as you have that first realization that your soul is something that is completely different from your ego. So there are usually stages that we go through as we go through this awakening and transformation. The first stage is the awakening, the moment that you realize this is not who I am. I'm not this anymore, or I don't want to live this way, or I don't want to do things this way anymore. That's the first thing you go through, which usually we refer to as the spiritual awakening. Something happens that kind of jolts you into this understanding that life isn't what it seems. Then you might go through the dark night of the soul. So you begin to question everything and realize that things are not as they have seen or things are not as you have been taught. And it can feel like you're completely losing your identity. And that can feel like a death, which is why I guess they call it the death of the ego. Because suddenly you don't know what your identity is anymore. So I guess in that regard, it does make sense to call it the ego death because, again, your ego is your I am. It's your identity. The next base is your exploration and curiosity. So people go through and they try to do a lot of research to figure out what really is in line with your highest self. It seems like you're killing the ego, but what it really is is that you're loosening the hold that this ego had over your life. 
this I am, I thought I was this way, I thought the world was this way, you're loosening that grip over your life and realizing it doesn't have to be that way. And then we have soul growth and enlightenment. As you become more comfortable with the new you, right, embracing this new identity, and this is when we're doing those affirmations and we're trying to flip the script and we're trying to change how we see and perceive life, when you do that, you start to clear many of your old behavior patterns and you're trying to embody a lighter and simpler, more purified you. And that causes you to move into a higher vibrational state. If you're trying to move through ego death, it's important to understand why you want to get rid of the ego. And again, if you know, I know I have beliefs about myself that are keeping me stuck, that aren't true, that I believe for a long time only because other people have told me, and you want to do something about it, then obviously the ego death would be a great thing for you to go through because it's just you evolving. That's all it is. It's you letting go of the beliefs that you've held on to so firmly about yourself. And yes, having to go through who am I is scary. We had such a great sense of identity. And when you no longer, I mean, you may not even just no longer feel like you know yourself. You may feel like you don't know your family and friends or that you don't fit in with them. They don't really resonate with you anymore. And that's all part of it, too, because a lot of people, we come here as soul families and soul groups to trigger our growth so some people are put in your life simply for you to learn that you have to let them go or you have to you have to put up a boundary with them because they are not good for you our relatives are the people around us usually who are the most toxic and that's for a reason because we chose them to come here to help us learn how to set healthy boundaries and to learn how to see through that false ego and see who we really truly are instead of allowing others to make us feel as though we're we're one way or we're the other it causes us to go within to say who am I really am I really all these things people say I'm no I'm not I know who I am and I'm not this and I'm not that I am this and I am this so it's causing us to go within and to really figure out who we are There are some things you can do to help induce an ego death. And those are more transcendental states. So doing meditation, doing breath work. There are retreats and workshops you can go to to also help with this. And I think journaling and reflection is a really, really good practice. Because when we think about it, we sit down and really think about where do these ideas come from? Where do these beliefs come from? Oh, my belief about math comes from that really bad teacher that I had in eighth grade. Okay, so what can I learn from that? Well, I'm learning not to listen to everything someone tells me. She doesn't know me. She doesn't know my abilities. I can try learning math a different way from someone else. You know, it's really looking at who we are. Where I know I'm not this. People tell me this. I'm not that. It's knowing who you are, not letting anyone else tell you any differently. 
The most important and key piece to understand is that the death of the ego or dissolution of the ego or transformation of the ego, whatever you want to call it, is all about learning that it's not just the I. When we come here, we are a part of something bigger. It's a we. We are all connected. We are all one. We have to break away from this I, I, I and more embrace more of a united we, we, we. We are all one. And it's difficult because some people just irritate you. And I know that. But it's more about learning to look at things from a place of love and not how did this affect me? What is my issue? What's the other person going through too? And that's hard to do. That's really hard to do because we get defensive and we want to think, why is this person hurting me on purpose? Instead of looking at why might this person need to do what they did? Why are they doing it? Maybe it's nothing personal. It's hard to see things from that perspective, um, but that is something that I've had to do in my own life. My daughter wanting to go and live with her stepmom and spend more time there was really hurtful at first. And I took it so personally. It was like, why is she doing this to me? She's hurting my feelings. Does she not know this? Until I had to realize it's not about me. And it was never about me. It's about her needing to do what she needs to do to live her life and to adjust. She needed to go and have some distance so that she could grow up. Having me there all the time, she wasn't going to experience being able to be more responsible and and to really look at what she wanted to do and who she wanted to be. And so actually I'm very proud of her for stepping aside and trying to take care of all of that because it is very responsible and she's trying to figure out who she is which has nothing to do with me or anything about that so I had to learn to let go of that it's about me it's about me and look at it at a different perspective as why might she have done this oh it's because she needs her space to be able to grow and to learn without me constantly being there, checking up on her. And I'm, she knows I'm still there. And obviously we still, we get together and we visit. And so it wasn't a you're out of my life kind of a thing. But I took it as that at first. And she just needed her space. She just needed her room to spread her wings. And when you can take the eye out of whatever's happening to you, stop trying to say this, oh, this was happening to me, to me. Why do people do this to me? Try to look at it differently. Take the ego part out of it. Why might this have happened? Why might this person have been motivated to do this? Maybe it really doesn't have anything to do with me. Maybe it's more about that person and what that person's going through. And I just have to respect that. Again, it's difficult, but as you're killing the ego or transforming, whatever you want to call it, that's what we're learning how to do. We're learning how to shift our perspective about ourselves and also the world and try to see ourselves as a part of the world and that it's not just about us. It's about the bigger collective picture. No, it's a little complicated, but that was the gist of 
what I think the ego is based on all of the research that I've done and what I know. So hopefully that was helpful. And really it's about self-identity. Who are you really, not who have you been told you are? And I wanted to pull a few cards today for you to give you some messages. The cards I'm pulling today are from the Earth Power Oracle. And the first card is, I forgive and do not fear. I accept where I am at this moment and that I can flow and grow from here. I love that. So forgive and do not be afraid. Accept where you are at this moment and know that you can flow and grow from wherever you are. And the next card, and I love this, it's I am interconnected with the world in an intimate way. I am vital. I can find a way to co-create rather than confront. So you are connected. We're interconnected. We're all connected. Find a way to co-create with the world. All right, and then the last card that came out is from a different deck, but it is, I call my power back from all times and all places. I am my own. I love this. And really, when we talk about ego, this is what it's all about. Who are you really? And who do you want to be? That's what we need to work on. Letting go of what we're not, even though we've been told. So sit down. What have you been told your whole life that you need to break free from? What are you really? Where do you really want to be? What do you really want to be? Time to start going within and looking at your life and seeing who am I? Because that is the ego. It's the I, das ich. Who are you really? That's where we want to go. That's what we want to become. All right, guys, I hope that this resonated with you. Thank you so much for being here with me. If you would like to join me over on Patreon for $5 a month, you get two extra episodes per week of my podcast. And it is me singularly without a guest. I just talk about topics like this, like ego death, like deepening your intuition, topics that can help you to improve your daily life and improve and deepen your spirituality. Also, if you would like to join for $10 a month, we do live card readings and live master classes each month through Zoom. We meet and I will pull cards for you and give you guidance and messages for the upcoming week. Or we will do activities together. The past one that we just did was learning how to be more vulnerable and what ways we can do that in our own lives. So if you would like to join us, I would love to have you over there and you can cancel at any time. I do have some free content over there for you to check out. So if you find me on Patreon and you can just go to the link in my show notes. You can check me out on Patreon by going to the link in my show notes. There I have guided meditations. I have video card readings that I have uploaded. Also, I post videos when I do interviews with guests on Patreon. So if you're a $5 member there too, you can see and watch the recorded videos on Zoom that I do for the podcast. I would love to have you over there. It would be awesome if you want to join me. If you would like a reading with me, coaching, past life regression, you can also work with me. Just go to my website, melissaoatman.com. There you will see all of the services I offer and you can purchase 
directly from my website on the store page, and then reach out to me either through email or my social media, which is all listed in the show notes, to schedule your session. I like to do it myself personally so that you can get the best time available for you. All right, guys, I hope you are having a beautiful week and that you see so many blessings coming into your life. I'm sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.